Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and it is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. I'm so glad to be able to bring you a word from the Lord today from the Holy Bible. Amen. And if you are getting ready for a Bible study, then turn with me to the book of Revelation, chapter 3 and verse 7. The book of Revelation, chapter 3 and verse 7. And we're going to be talking about an important subject today because it is something that is so relevant to where we are living today. You know, the scripture says in the new covenant, it says that we're to lay aside every weight and sin that does so easily beset us and run with patience the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of your faith. Amen. Listen, today there are so many diversions and so many distractions to look away from Christ and look at all the problems instead of zeroing in uh, like a laser, (laughs) amen, on Jesus as the answer and the solution to all of the problems facing mankind today. This is an opportunity to present Christ as the the ultimate answer to all of these problems. If people will begin in our fallen world to call upon God and look unto Jesus as the author and finisher of our faith, look unto Jesus as the source of our salvation and look unto Jesus as the sovereign King of kings and Lord of lords who has the authority to to open and to close and to bind and to loose and who's delegated that authority unto His covenant children because of what he has accomplished on the cross in our behalf. Well, we're going to be talking today about spiritual authority, the key of David. Spiritual authority, the key of David. If you have your Bibles once again in Revelation 3 and verse 7, it says, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David. He that openeth, and no man shutteth, he that shutteth, and no man openeth. I know thy works, he says in verse 8. Behold, I set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and thou hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Friend, the reason that Christ can supernaturally open and close, so that no man can open what he's closed, nor close what he has opened, is because he has the key of David. I want to identify the key of David here in the Old Covenant, what it represents, what it's symbolic of, and what Jesus holds right now, today, 
Amen. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Isaiah 22, and let's begin reading. Quite a bit of reading, but not too much. But we want to, ca- we want to capture this idea of spiritual authority. Who has authority right now is the devil in full control is is the some kind of global uh, uh, conspiracy going on that that puts the illuminati or some of these other uh, powerful forces at work in our world who who is in control now it's not about who is going to be in control when we the church is removed from the world amen when jesus comes and you know the antichrist can't do his thing amen and he wants to and the devil wants him to but he cannot until he that letteth is taken out of the way, according to the scripture. Amen. There's someone here. There's something here uh, that is holding back what is going to be allowed to come forth during the tribulation period. But right now, there is a, th- there is a spiritual authority here in the world and here in and through the church of Jesus Christ. And that, that evil one, that son of perdition cannot be manifest until he that letteth is taken out of the way. And that's why the devil has such hatred for the church. That's why he, I'm not talking about the organization. I'm talking about the organism. I'm talking about the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, friend of mine, we have, we have a God who is, is in authority and we have a savior and a sovereign king, Jesus Christ, who is God incarnate and the very, very God in the sense of the Godhead, the second person of the Godhead. And we have the Holy Spirit right here, right now within us and through us. And we are not, so many of us are sitting back believing the lie of the devil. And it's a believable lie because it looks like he's winning on every hand. It looks like that he is taking more and more ground in the world and in America in particular. Listen, friend of mine, I want you to know there is a mighty one of Israel, and he is still almighty. <laughs> he doesn't have some, and the devil's got some, and there's kind of this this give and take. No, he even told Jesus, what Jesus said of himself, Behold, I have all authority over heaven and earth. And when he grants authority and delegates authority, it's because he has the authority, <laughs> hallelujah, to do that. So he he has the key of David. That's what he's declaring. I've got it. I have the key of David. And I open and I shut. And what I open, no man shuts. And what I shut, no man can open. Listen to what it says here so we can understand. Spiritual authority, the key of David. Isaiah 22 and verse 15 begin to read. Thus saith the Lord God of hosts, Go get thee unto this treasurer, even unto Shebna, which is over the house, and say, What hast thou here? And whom hast thou here? That thou hast hewed thee out a sepulchre here, or he that heweth him out a sepulchre on high, and that graveth a habitation for himself in a rock. Behold, the Lord will carry thee away with a mighty captivity, will surely cover thee. He shall 
surely violently turn and toss thee like a ball into a large country. There shalt, there shalt not die, and there's the chariots of thy glory shall be the shame of thy Lord's house. And I will drive thee from thy station, and from thy state shall he pull thee down. And, and it shall come to pass in that day that I will call my servant Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, and I will clothe him with my robe and strengthen him with thy girdle, and I will commit thy government unto his hand, and he shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah, and the key of the house of David will I lay on his shoulder, so that he shall open, and none shall shut, and he shall shut, and none shall open. And then prophetically, really of Christ, in verse 23, And I will fasten him as a nail in a sure place, and he shall be for a glorious throne to his father's house. Listen, in the background of this imagery, in Isaiah 22, it's, it is that Assyria had invaded Judah, but Jewish leaders were trusting Egypt, not God, to deliver them. One of the treacherous leaders was a man named Shebna. God saw to it that Shebna was removed from his office and that a faithful man, Eliakim, was put in his place and given the key of authority, the key of David. Eliakim is a picture of Christ, a dependable administrator of the affairs of God's people. Verse 22 of Isaiah 22 is a prophetic scripture using Eliakim in antitype of Christ to come. Listen, and the key of the house of David will I lay on his shoulder. He shall open, no man shut. He shall close and no man open. Jesus says to the church of Philadelphia, I have the key of David. I have complete spiritual authority. I have been given all power in heaven and earth. You have but a little strength, but I have all power. Your power is not important, nor even necessary. I'm not reading what it says. I am, I am, I am, I am really bringing what it says in a practical way of how it applies to us right now. He's telling you have a little strength. That's okay, because I have all power. Your power is not important nor necessary for my purposes to be accomplished. I have the key of David, and I have set before thee an open door. Hallelujah. Let's look at some of these things that God is open through Christ. Hallelujah. Listen, we have an open door to the kingdom of God. John 10, 7 through 10, because Jesus has the key of David. It says, Then said Jesus unto them again, John ten seven through 10, I am the door. Uh, verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. And all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, 
but to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. You see, friend, Jesus is not a physical door, but He is the only way of entrance into the kingdom of God. Christ is our spiritual door, our only way to enter heaven and eternal life. Christ is the only way into the fold, the only way to become a child of God. Amen. Listen to what the scriptures say in Second Peter chapter 2. And it says for, it says, let's read chapter 2, 10 and 11. Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. For an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. An entrance, a door shall be opened, you see, that no man can shut. An entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because Jesus has the key of David, He can open the gates to us, the gates of glory, the gates to the new Jerusalem, the gates of eternity, and no man can shut it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We have an abundant entrance into the kingdom of God because Jesus has the key of David. We have an open door to kingdom authority. Matthew sixteen eighteen and 19. Jesus says, And I say unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, not on Peter, but the revelation of Christ, who he is to Peter. Amen. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I'm going to tell you, he that has the keys is able to give the keys to whomsoever he will to achieve his purposes. Power to bind and to loose as God wills and directs. The power to open and the power to close. Listen very carefully. Delegated authority from a master to a servant who acts in a master's behalf and who carries out his orders in his authority. Friend of mine, that is delegated authority. And, and one of the problems that we're facing today is that we're not giving credit to the one who has all power and heaven and earth. And we're not taking responsibility to bind and to loose according to his will. See, that's, that's what the pattern prayer tells us, isn't it? Lord, here's how we ought to pray. How should we pray? And Jesus says, you pray this way. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Discovering the will of God in the scripture is one thing. Carrying out the will of God here upon the earth is an entirely different thing. 
And because Jesus has the key of David on his shoulder, as an absolute Lord, he can authorize us to execute his will on earth. Amen. The words bind and loose were common known among the Jews to forbid or to allow. Delegated authority is as powerful as the one who authorizes. I'm going to say it again. Delegated authority is as the power, is as powerful as the one who authorizes. I want to read you a little illustration here, a true story from years ago. When the Christian Herter was governor of Massachusetts, he was running second term in office one day after a busy morning chasing votes. He arrived at a church barbecue. It was late in the afternoon and Herter was famished. As he moved down the serving line, he held out his plate to the woman serving the chicken. She put a piece on his plate and turned to the next person in line. Excuse me. Governor Herder said, Do you mind if I have another piece? Sorry, the woman told him. I'm supposed to give one piece of chicken per person. But I'm starved, the governor said. Sorry, the woman said again, only one to a customer. Governor Herder was a modest and unassuming man, but he decided he would throw a little weight around. You know who I am, he said. I'm the governor of this state. Do you know who I am, the woman said. I'm the lady in charge of the chicken. Move along, mister. Listen, friend of mine. When Jesus ascended, he left his servants in charge. Not over him, but under him. He gave us keys to accomplish his will. To bind and to loose. To open and to close. To declare lawful and unlawful. What the apostles did in Christ's name, they did under and through His authority. Listen to Mark 16 and verse 17. And let's see how these keys work when, when He grants them to us to carry out His will and His purpose. It says, And these signs shall follow them that believe in My name. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. This is not handling them snakes. I want you to understand that. This is spiritually speaking. Amen. The devil is revealed as a serpent. A curse was put upon him to, to, as a, a being, a form he took in the garden. Amen. Listen. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. In my name, in my name, by the power and authority of Christ. That's what it means to do anything, to pray anything, to say anything in the name of Jesus Christ. The Acts of the Apostles are not just historical records of their doings. They are biblical accounts of what they did in His name. Hallelujah. We have an open door to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom of God. We who are Christian today are the carriers of the good news 
We are the reapers of the harvest. We are the servants of the Most High God. And we have a heavenly mandate to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's what we're doing online here today. You can listen to every sermon. You can listen to every teaching. You will not find anything that is pointing you to me, to our our organization, uh, or to anything to do with us. Our ministry is to declare Christ and Him crucified. We have been divinely called and equipped to plunder hell and populate heaven. Listen, I want you for God today. I don't want you as an asset for our ministry. Do we need help? Always. Do we need support? Yes. Do we push for that? No, we do not. Because we believe that God has set before us an open door and no man can shut it. The moment we depend on man for, for, for going into all the world and we can't get it done if you don't do something, if someone else don't do, somebody's going to do something because God's going to instruct them to. Hallelujah. Friend of mine, if you want to bless this ministry, we receive it gladly. But I'm going to tell you something. You look at our website. You listen to what we're preaching. We're not preaching ourselves, but ourselves, your servant for Christ's sake. Hallelujah. Why? Because we have been divinely called and equipped to plunder hell and populate heaven. He who has the key of David has sent us. He has set before us an open door that no man can shut. Amen. We are in the ministry counting 47 years and counting. And the devil is relentless. He's never stopped trying to shut us down and shut us up. But I am still here today. <laughs> Hallelujah. And and we're using the media. We're using every means possible to tell people about Jesus. In one sense, we are holding the door to the ark open as God wills it to be open. And we are crying, come in. Come into the ark before the flood hits. Come into the place of safety and security before the day of the Lord comes and before the Lord Jesus comes for his church. He wants you in his kingdom. We want you in his kingdom. Hallelujah. He's opened the door through what he's done on the cross to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. He who has the key of David has sent us. Listen to Second Corinthians Chapter 2, 12 through 14 says, Furthermore, when I came to Troas to preach Christ's gospel, and a door was opened unto me of the Lord, I had no rest in my spirit because I found not Titus my brother, but taking my leave of them, I went from thence to Macedonia. Now thanks be unto God which always causes us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge in of us in by us rather in every place hallelujah hallelujah thanks be unto god who always causes us to triumph amen listen if it wasn't for the lord who was on our side our enemies would have swallowed us up quickly. I mean, he wouldn't wait. 
You know, he goeth about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. But there are those he may not devour. Glory be to God. And he fully knows who he may and whom he may not. Because the Lord has come to set the captive free. He's come to set at liberty those that are bruised. And not just set them free, but secure us from the enemy. Hallelujah. An open door. To preach the gospel will be intensely opposed by the devil. But Christ will lead us in triumph. He has the key of David. He's opened the door. The door held tightly shut by the enemy. The door so thick and so strong. The closed door so defiant and imposing. Look again. Look again. The lock is broken, the hinges loosened, the wood and metal shattered, because Jesus said, I set before thee an open door. You know what it says in Psalm 124? It says, if the Lord had not been on our side, and if he wasn't Lord, if he didn't have all that power in heaven and earth, amen, and if he wasn't on our side, our enemies would have, they would have because they could have, you see. Our enemies would have swallowed us up quickly. Listen, if the devil could do what he's, in his lying mouth is telling you and me that he can and will do, he would have done it a long time ago. But he can't do it and he knows he can't do it unless we open the door, unless we open the door to him because God through Christ has slammed the door in his face. And when God closes a door, not only can a man open it, amen, no man can open it, amen, but the devil himself can't open it either. And when God opens a door, the devil himself can't close it. Praise God. Amen. If it wasn't for the Lord who was on our side, our enemies would have swallowed us up quickly. But we're 47 years and counting, still preaching Jesus. I'm 74 and counting. <laughs> Hallelujah. But in my spirit, I, I wish I could tell you, you know, I don't feel a day older than 50 or what. Listen, I feel my age. There are days when I feel my age. I love what Jesus said about that. You have a little strength, but that's okay. It's, it's not your strength. This is supernatural authority, and this is supernatural power. Glory be to God. I have enough strength, amen, to keep on declaring the gospel. And as long as I have that strength from Him, I'm going to keep on. And I am highly favored, and I am abundantly blessed today, and I am protected by the Lord, because the enemy has not succeeded in all of his plans and strategies. He tried to take me out. I've had a stroke. I went through nervous exhaustion. I have been through all kinds of trials and tests, and I know it's not over, but I know it's over for the devil. <laughs> Hallelujah. His fate is already sealed. And so is mine as a Christian. And so is yours as a Christian. Because God has con absolute authority. And Jesus has absolute authority. And he's delegated authority to us to get his will done on earth as it is in heaven. I set before thee an open door is what he is saying. Listen, 1 Corinthians 16, 8 and 9. Oh, let me finish Psalm 124. 
It is so important that we understand today that God is for us and therefore God is with us. And because of that, amen, we don't have to fear the enemy. And by faith, we keep on enforcing His will. We keep binding, we keep loosing according to the will of God. If we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we ask anything according, if we know that He hears us, we know that we have the petition we've desired of Him. That's why we, after praying and, and, and discovering His will, we say to the mountain, we say to the mountain, be thou removed. And doubt not in our heart that what we say, how can we do that? We can only do that by executing His will to achieve His purpose. Amen. And we've got to be surrendered to it, and we've got to be committed to it, and we've got to discover it through that surrender and commitment. But when we do, if there's a mountain in the way, we are authorized according to Jesus to speak to the mountain. It's that kind of authority. And tell the mountain to move in Jesus' name. And you can't just use that name. Yea, man, unless you belong to Him and you are surrendered to Him and submitted to Him, hallelujah, and committed to Him and by faith become an agent in His behalf for His will to be done. Hallelujah. If the Lord had not been on our side, Psalm 124, let all Israel say, if, let, if the Lord had not been on our side. Can you say that today as part of spiritual Israel as a Christian? If it hadn't been for the Lord that was for you, the enemy would have destroyed you. He'd taken you out. He would have, he would have devoured you spiritually and physically. Listen, but the Lord is on our side. And that is the ultimate statement of scripture to us today. Hallelujah. What more shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. First Corinthians 16, 8 and 9. Says, but I will tarry at Ephesus, Paul speaking, until Pentecost. For a great door and effectual is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. <laughs> Amen. Listen, if God is opening the door, there, the devil recognizes the potential of that. He wants to discourage us, distract us from walking through that open door. Amen. Oh, Oh, someone today, someone today has an open door, but there's so much adversity to it. You're interpreting the adversity as God saying he's done with you. He's through with you. He's not going to use you any further. He, listen, the devil is a liar and that circumstance is a lie. Adversity doesn't mean necessarily that it's not the will of God. In fact, on many occasions, it is an, uh, it really, it really reveals the will of God is, is being accomplished. And that's why the devil is fighting tooth and toenail. But listen, this is a great and effectual door and God is the one who's opened it and, and, and the enemy through people and through circumstances will not prevail because God opens and no man shuts. Hallelujah. And that's what he was telling this church. 
in the book of Revelation. I've opened the door. This is a supernatural opening of a door by one who has absolute authority in heaven and on earth. And if there's a mountain standing there in my name, tell it to move. And don't doubt in your heart that what you say, because I've delegated that kind of authority to you. Amen. That what you say shall come to pass. Hallelujah. And it will be removed. Glory to God. This great and effectual door here means extensive in the Greek and opportune for effecting great results. <laughs> oh, I like that. Extensive and opportune for effecting great results. We're here today. Because God has opened this door to the media. We're looking for other doors to open that God will open to us. I want to use every moment of the time I have left here on this planet before I go to heaven. I want to use every moment. I want to use every bit of my strength. Friend of mine, I am committed to the cause of Jesus Christ. And I could look at the opposition I could look at all that the devil is doing. I could listen to all the devil is saying. But I choose to listen to what God is speaking to me today. And he's saying to me, and if you're called to ministry today or you're Christian called to be a witness for Christ, the very same thing I've said before you an open door. You keep on keeping on. Hallelujah. If you don't, Shut that door by not seeing it and going through it. Because this is, when God opens it, God is going to equip us to, to operate in it extensive and opportune for effecting great results. Hallelujah. We're going to be here by the grace of God next week declaring there's an open door to the ark. Come in and be safe. There's an open door to the kingdom of God. Come in and let God secure you. There's an open door to heaven. You don't have to go to hell. Hallelujah. God has opened a door and Jesus is the way. He's the truth. He's the life. He's the door. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can be delivered from that prison of darkness today. You can be set free today because God has opened a great and effectual door when He gave His only begotten Son for you and for me. Listen, Christian, we have been given the keys to the kingdom of God. We totally surrendered, totally submitted, totally committed can discover the will of God. And as Jesus said, who operated in His will through, through His earthly authority, He said, the words are not mine that I'm speaking, but what I hear my Father say. The works I do are not mine, but what I see my Father do. In the volume of the book it is written, I came to do Thy will, O God. We're under authority, and thereby we have been granted authority. And I'm binding some things. I'm loosing some things that I know it's the will of God. 
And if it's in the true will of God and not the will of myself, the will of others, the influence of others, I can tell the mountain in the way of it to get out of the way. And it's going to move. And we're going to see a move of God in this day. It's going to come because God has opened to us a door. And no man shall close it. Today, if you don't know Jesus, He's the door to salvation. Run to Him. Don't run from Him. Be saved. Be secure in Him. Have the peace of knowing that God is in control. He's covering you. He's keeping you. And when Jesus comes, we'll go with Him. And we'll come back with Him and rule and reign with Him forever and ever. Amen.